0: Well, the first thing I wanted to mention was, I saw this on CNBC, I don't have an article for it, but um, uh, since compared to pre-pandemic levels, the cell phone use in downtown San Francisco is 31% of what it was in pre-pandemic levels. So um, I think that tells you something about the activity in the commercial real estate space in San
1: Francisco
0: so the San Francisco was the lowest number 31 percent I think New York was uh 54 to 75 percent they listed a bunch of other cities but San Francisco was the lowest so you can tell that the commercial real estate activity seems to have gone down quite a bit in San Francisco
2: yeah so what what does that mean it means that nobody want to buy nobody want to sell they just stay there like zombies
0: well, commercial real estate means uh, the occupancy the occupancy of the uh, commercial buildings is low, so
1: he uh, uh, wants to go back to work yeah or, you know they don't have people the if you don't have as many people who are working in the office, then you don't have as many people who can support the pizza places and the little yeah. mom and pop shops on the corner that sell. You know sodas and cigarettes and it's just this like downward death spiral really i, I feel like
2: yeah I, I think san francisco is always kind of like the indicators of our yeah. technology right so maybe in the future you know um ready player one right the main character living in kind of a desert odd. <laughs> yeah odd destroy <laughs> Chinese- but- yeah, dystopia, you know, like all those like uh, very destroyed buildings. I think maybe, you know, um, the, the the future of our, our city will become like that. And all the mom and pop shops, everything was closed because you can order everything online. I don't know, I'm just delu- deluded myself that everything's fine. But <laughs> go ahead.
0: So somebody is paying for that real estate. So there's companies, you know, that are, uh, maybe defaulting on um, their mortgages or whatever for the real estate, and so, um, uh, that, that is another possible bubble that we have coming. Um, so, anyways, I thought it was interesting. So, let me see if I can share my screen here. <sighs> let's try this window, let's see if it works. Okay. uh let's see is my browser appearing right now or let's let's see what we got here oh i've run into this okay i always run into this problem where um what are you seeing for me right now
1: we see your zoom page okay
0: let me stop the sharing start it again. Okay, do you have an article about Snapchat? Yeah, no. Okay.
2: Oh Yeah, I mean, I I saw it. Yeah, honestly, okay, go
0: ahead. Okay, Um, so um, it turns out that Snapchat was, set up a little AI assistant in its system and people really didn't like it. And uh, they were complaining that it was where their friends normally are. And they just, it got a lot of one-star reviews. So I thought that was sort of interesting. Um, Meta apparently is using AI to their advantage in terms of uh, feeding ads to the user. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, but uh, so it's, you know, using AI these for these companies is a little bit tricky. You have to use it in the right way.
1: Yeah, it's surprising that they... they um whiffed as badly as they did because they're always they're always right up there in like the silent but deadly like no one when you if you're an avid user of snapchat you're like well obviously snapchat is my favorite thing in the entire world but for the rest of humanity that's just like yes great for snapchat it's i'm always so surprised that they just regularly knock it out of the park with all of their technological advances and filters and all of the things so yeah it's it's a surprise that they they were <laughs> they whiffed that badly, but I'm sure that they'll recover. They'll pivot and figure out a better way to do that. I will be interested to see to follow that and see how they they pivot and mitigate those damages.
0: Yeah, uh, the next article: Sony World Photography Award winner refuses award after real, revealing that he created it using generative AI. So this is the image that originally won the Sony contest, uh, but um, it turns out it's not real. And um, it was, so the, I, I guess this person intentionally submitted this to see how it would do and uh, to sort of highlight uh, the issues with generative AI. And, you know, one interesting question is, can you tell that this is a fake image, and, and typically the problems that you run into uh, are the eyeballs and fingers. fingers. Mm-hmm. Now, this finger here just <laughs> like a zombie's like It's yeah. got too many segments in it, or something. There's something wrong with that finger.
1: And the, it also has that. Um, I don't. I don't know the the correct, like technically correct term for it, but it's both hyper sharp and also has that like soft glow. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like there was, there was yeah. something that came out that it, they were trying to to pinpoint what these tells were. And this photo it, like captures it completely that the, everything is um, it's almost like a painting, like it's super sharp and in focus, but also has this weirdly soft glow, like in the background, her hair, like that's, that's not real life. That's not, you know how this fades out like that the um and how sharp her eyes are and how sharp her nose are i mean well
0: i wouldn't be surprised if they edited the eyes because you can just it's so hard to get the eyes to come out right with the generative ai so uh i know the stuff that i've done i've had to edit the eyes and um i try to avoid hands and this just this gives (laughs) me the creeps right here Uh, and, and then what, I'm wondering about this, too. I mean, I'm a photographer. If I shot an image and it had all this stuff in it, um, what is this? Are they shooting through glass? You know, right. where is that coming from?
2: I, I think that's I, I would think that will be an old photo and somebody took a picture of an old photo. And that photo has some Maybe. film grain issues or something. Yeah, film grain issues.
0: I did something with generative AI the other day. And the name Shutterstock came out across the width of oh, the Oh, did
1: it? Isn't that yeah. so Isn't funny it? that happens? You're like, this is why there's a million lawsuits because you yeah. can see the word Shutterstock. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I think really in the end, what they're going to have to do is, um, and I've gone over this with AI groups and so forth. Uh, when you get something out of a chat bot You really need to know what the sources were and uh, because there's no way to verify what the information that it gives you. But if you uh, it's uh, I'll confess, I did some work on a UFO show once and, you know, everything seems very plausible when they show it on TV. But when you know the backstories of the people who are involved, you realize this was a crazy person. And, and so, you know, this story <laughs> that they have is just nuts. But it seems perfectly plausible right. when you see it on like TV. Cherry and-
1: picking details. Like, yes, well, obviously yes. this happened. Right. <laughs> uh,
0: in fact, when the, the, one of the first things I did when I got this job to, to work on this UFO show was I went to the local library, the Santa Monica library, and um, I got out every UFO video that they had. And I went over the stuff and uh, there were these famous videos, like there was a one-armed guy from the Netherlands or something like that, who was really famous with his UFO videos. And um, I played them back at a faster speed. And you could tell very clearly that he was like hanging the UFO off of a fishing pole and that it was waving back and forth. And you never really noticed this until you sped up the video and so I, I ran into all these things and you know my background is in digital image processing and computer vision and so uh, I was fascinated by the idea of image processing on these these UFO images to see what you could find so anyways uh, you you didn't know it until you investigated these things that the some of these things were just totally crazy and um <clears throat> and so anyways um I think with the chatbots, what we need is we need to see the sources of information where they pulled this stuff from. And and then you get a better feel from how crazy is this, Uh, you know, and um, likewise with the images. I think they really need to show they need to list what are the images that this came from and. Then when you got your generative AI image, you know, and you see, oh, it looks just like this image from Shutterstock or whatever, Um, you know, maybe I shouldn't really be using this after all. Then I think it brings this, the reality home. And I think we're already seeing the solutions to these problems with the copyrights and so forth. And that is uh, like Adobe is, uh, and NVIDIA are licensing uh, the Getty images. And Getty has already been suing uh, people who have been scraping. Uh, they were suing suing uh, Stable Diffusion, as I recall, over mm-hmm. scraping their images. And uh, I think that's just the way this stuff has to go mm-hmm. uh, in order to solve a lot of the problems. So, so anyways, this image I sort of like the image except for the creepy fingers. Um, but um, and I'm sure you know that's what the judges saw on this. Let me see if I can go down to the image that actually ended up winning Uh,
1: No. while you're looking for that. I just want to say, you know, you would think it's so obvious that, you know, her finger is just like gnarly and nasty and there's all sorts of these cues, but we look at, and we're studying AI all the time and it's still not mainstream. I mean, it's getting there because everybody is talking about it. But if, if I talk to my closest circle of friends, maybe 1% of the people use it. And then, you know, like second tier out, third tier out, fourth tier out, like very few people are using it. So I'm not surprised that the judges oh. from Sony are not, you know, like intently studying AI when their craft is in photography. You know, I'm sure that they're being blindsided by this.
0: This is, this is the winner of the Sony contest in the end. Assuming no claims come up against this image. So, anyways, um, that sort of rounds out that story. Uh, that's pretty much that's pretty much all I've got today. So go ahead,
1: Dom. You want to go? Well, Let me chocolate. Do you want
2: to go? I mean, <laughs> sure. All, yeah, I have lots of weird things, but uh, yeah, go ahead.
1: Um. Let's see, so I'm on a different computer today. <laughs> I don't even know, know how to
0: too. do this. At least you're not on your phone today.
1: <laughs> no, I'm on an actual computer, um, but I hit share screen, I'm and
0: You know what I'm gonna I say start doing? To I'm so, gonna start setting up a phone that's logged in separately on Zoom so that I can see what I'm actually sharing. This is uh, sort of like a drawback of Zoom. You can't tell what the heck you're actually sharing. Yeah, I think well, we on my
1: have, yeah on my um, um. Sorry for the technical issues. I didn't even think about this. I'm normally on my desktop, which is Windows, and maybe Jim, you can <laughs> troubleshoot. I'm on my Mac, which I my Mac laptop, and when I go to share screen, it just says whiteboard or Google Chrome unknown. I have
0: this happen over and over again. You have That's to
1: like, you have to unshare
0: not- and go back again okay yeah <laughs> i've had this happen so many times
1: huh i'm it's still giving me this weird throwing this weird error let's see allow well, zoom to share your screen
0: you could share your entire screen if you're brave if your entire desktop well i afraid.
2: mean i know i cannot because i'm not the enterprise weird? thing here only only oh, you okay. can share the entire oh uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Is I'm just, always
0: afraid my email is going to pop up or something like uh, that. I mean, I've seen that happen so many times to people. You
2: know I what? I feel like my, my my phone number, my email already, yeah, for, yeah for a for, million everybody.
1: Yeah. So it's, I've, <laughs> it's throwing up this error code that's saying that if I want to share my screen, then Zoom has to restart and reset Oh, it, first right? time user. So, yeah, yeah. If you want so to restart? I can. I can. I can. Go ahead. Ahead. Well, I can I, if you. I can just sh- throw these up here, and if you want to just Dom <clears throat> or Jim, if you want. Oops, I copied the wrong thing. Um,
0: maybe, Fashion Week.
1: Yeah, for some reason that didn't. Hmm. Yeah, if you want to open up the Fashion Week one, and then <clears throat> there, this is the correct. So the the news that I have for today um, is a little bit of the good, a little bit of the bad, a little bit of the ugly. There's four different ones. So, um, Jim, since you know how to share your screen, do you want? Do you want to do it? Do you want to do there, it?
0: There's the Fashion Week article. Okay. Do you have it?
1: Yeah. Let me see if I can. Um, so this is kind of, uh, a great follow-up from Jim's AI submission that accidentally won, um, the fashion industry as like, we get it. We see that there's a million people who are creating these absolutely gorgeous, um, AI fashions. I mean, I, I actually myself had created two different lines and you can just come up with amazing, amazing results. it's just like mind blowing creativity. And of course, how you would translate that into reality is like the, the challenge that I have no idea, but, um, I love that, that fashion true to the fashion industry, like kudos to you for always being, um a, a trend setting and really capitalizing on whatever the newest technology is so fashion there's there's a couple of industries there's fashion and there is the adult entertainment industry <laughs> those two you can generally follow as, um, and then of course, like art, fine art um, though, two and a half, we'll just say three, those industries, if you follow them, then you can really see what's happening in culture, what's happening in technology. And so they released their first fashion week. That's completely AI. And I think it's legitimizing all of the work that's being created. That doesn't have a place to land because, you know, maybe, <clears throat> maybe they're, the other industries will take a cue and say, okay, we'll have a non AI and an AI version of something so that the people who do want to mess around with all of this technology, they, they have a right to do so because I mean, these photos are beautiful. These these designs are beautiful and they have a, they have a right to exist in the world, (laughs) you know, fight for those AI, AI design babies to, to live their best life. Um, and so, yeah, super excited to see that. And then what's
0: the point of the, the woman with the UFO for a hat, you know, that's a
1: great question, you know, (laughs) and that question is why the design was made. (laughs) I think that some of my favorite, so if you, if you mess around in mid journey, one of the most interesting ways to get, um, crazy fashion is by doing something like, um, woman wearing a growing mushroom. And so if you, if you say, you know, like female or whatever you want the person to be dog, whatever, and then you add that they're wearing a type of food or a type, just like really bizarre, like wearing a cloud, wearing a UFO, wearing an alligator, you get these crazy, um, outputs that are gorgeous. And it's just stuff that like, it's opening up a door in my opinion, it's opening up a door to say, okay, we've all been sort of thinking about fashion or thinking about design in a very similar way because that's just what we have been doing. We base it off of history and you know you're making these micro micro changes forward micro steps forward and how you're thinking about things. but with AI, it's sort of just like, like I said, open this door of like, well, why can't somebody be wearing a weird UFO cloud? Like why, why can't somebody be wearing weird, like puffy, strappy, insane colors, weird cuts, like weird layering? Um, because it's just, it's different. It's new. It's, and it is also following suit. I know I've mentioned this before where, where we are right now in the design world <clears throat> is sort of I reject anything and everything that has been um like perfect curation, beautiful lighting, perfect design, beautiful spacing, like all of this, all of like the high, high design. Um, and it stems from like the minimalist and the Bauhaus and like just you know, very beautiful everything just is that is being flushed. And it's like, well, here's a picture of me, you know, holding up like a selfie stick with like terrible lighting and underwear everywhere. And I have, you know, I just moved and you're going to see my rawness and you're going to see all of this dark underbelly because that's the real. And so that, that need for different and standing out and and just like um, having something be having something be just extra. Like, that's the only word, like, this is extra. This is how extra my life is. This is how real and raw and, you know, like totally unfiltered my, my life is that to me is like pairs exactly. And and makes sense why something like this is just shooting is because it's like, well, it doesn't have to be a normal dress. Like why can't it be absurd? And so I, I fully think that we will, we will continue to see absurdity rise to the top where in the design world,
0: um, well, maybe these, you know, new and, um, uh, unrealistic pieces of clothing can become part of your avatar or something,
1: mm-hmm. and, um, especially both- like metaverse design. I foresee, like since you already mentioned ready player one, I don't know how often I I can mention ready player one. I think about it all the time when we're talking because it's like, you know, you're just seeing these, these little building blocks be put into place, but the this AI design, like I can totally see metaverse fashion taking off from AI because I mean, they go hand in hand. It's made with AI, why not put it into the metaverse and have them just be, insanely bizarre, you know, gorgeous over the top. I'm, I'm excited, honestly.
0: (laughs) What what it reminds me of is there was a doctor who episode where, um, they went to some church, some galactic church and, um, everyone, you know, appeared to be wearing certain clothes and so forth, but it turned out that the clothes were just sort of implanted into your brain. The vision of the clothes and you're that dead. everyone was actually just naked and um
1: <laughs> it's like the definition of emperor's new clothes <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> look at how amazing I look <clears throat> but yeah Max oh, by the way I just here.
0: discovered that little green thing when you're screen sharing that green thing has a little down arrow at the bottom of it and when you click on that you can see your um you can see what you're sharing okay. so that problem is now solved no oh, problem you want me to move on to the next one now?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure even in what order. Let's see. Where's my, my chat screen here? Um, I can't. Yeah, We can do that one. It's fine.
0: Let me see. Let me get. Okay, I'm having some kind of.
1: Okay, well, if, go if on, we can't, something. if if technology is just like going to fail us today, then that can't
0: got something happen. going with Zoom and it won't. Um, maybe if I close, Jeez, what's going on with everything today?
1: I'm glad that AI Fashion Week made it because that one of all of the things <laughs> I can briefly talk about. If you can't get the one up, it's not critical. The that next one, it was from um, so hugging face. Um, has a new chat bot called Hugging Chat. <clears throat> and I don't know how often you guys use that hugging face platform it's similar to GitHub, but you know they they release a variety of different open source projects that you can work on. And so they recently within the last week released their own chat system since everybody is is on that train of, well, I can do it too. And so um, that is the news is that it is released. Although um, the immediate follow up is that it's terrible, (laughs) absolutely terrible. And so I think because it's open source, um, then, you know, it it will it will have its own life in its own way that it's trained based on the people who use it. What's Um, it
0: trained on? Is it trained on the web in general or your own stuff?
1: Um, it's trained on something smaller than open AI. Um, I don't know, I didn't go into the details on, on what it's been trained on.
0: Um, but it's something, something from the web.
1: Yes, it is from the web. Yeah. And then as you can, as people are using it, then it continues to be trained on what, however people are interacting with it. Um, but the data is not as good. The, the, the management system is not as good. And so, you know, everybody we've talked about hallucinations a million times and it's horrible with hallucinations. And so in this article, I think it was, or may have been a different one, but, um, somebody had asked it who won the world series. And it said the New York Yankees who weren't even in the world series. And so it's, it, is, um, it exists for the sake of existing. And I think that the platform is just hoping that people want to continue to make it better with additional resources that are coming out. And I, I don't have a link to this this particular thing that I'm referencing that I sent you, but something did come out, a paper recently just came out that there will be um, the technology available to implement into large language models that will allow the tokens to go from, I think OpenAI is somewhere around 20 or 30,000 tokens, which equates to, I think uh, um, one token equates to like 0.75 words. I think that's what the consistent math is and so <clears throat> if you have if you have an oper- if you have somewhere around 30,000 tokens you know whatever that math is 20 some thousand words The technology that's coming out that will be a universal application will allow for somewhere around 2 million tokens, I believe the number is. And so you have these projects like that. This particular project is not necessarily the point of it. The point is that you have all of these projects coming out where people are working on smaller components for large language models. And so something like this platform that Hugging Face made for Hugging Chat it may be absolute garbage right now, but if you've got a bunch of people who want to work on it and it is free and it is completely open source, then if you've got those people incorporating some of these other high end, harder to mess with technologies, they would be the people who would know how to use it and be able to implement it. And so, you know, it, it will be interesting to see how these platforms develop and at what speed they develop, because so many so many different components are coming out so quickly.
0: Well, let me be clear on something. Uh, so this is different code than Chat GPT.
1: Yes, it's different code. And
0: um, presumably, if this is open source code, then you can download it into your own computer, and and run it mm-hmm. and train on your own data. Correct. So I think that is a is an area that's going to explode, expand greatly, because um, then you can, if you have curated data that you own or whatnot, you can create a chatbot that's not insane, and um, and that does that offers your data, uh, you know, whether you're the the Mayo Clinic or whatever, and um, I think that's way of the future. I think that's that's going to happen a lot. And, and it, for example, if you work at a large company, uh, you have this huge amount of memos that have circulated throughout the company. And I know there was always an issue trying to um, make use of all that sort of locked up knowledge. And uh, running your own chatbot training on that data would be fantastic.
1: Yeah. Well, and especially um, this is a good segue. So I don't know if you can see um, it's the NVIDIA's, is it Mimo? Is that what? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hang on.
1: Um, So this is another example of a company stepping up and being like, hey, we see the need. We have the resources. We're going to contribute. We're going to contribute to the problem. (laughs) because it's a problem. Like we can all acknowledge that security and hallucinations and all of the things are a problem. And so they have, they are developing um, essentially a guide rails. And so it would work as an intermediary where you incorporate it into your LLM, large language model and you can, um, you can specify what you want it to filter essentially. And so the, you can make it so that it is more secure. You can make it, um, so that it's, it, is it controlling how it outputs things so that, um, you can't have it specifying that people should commit suicide. I don't remember if you were on that call or not, but that that horrible um, story that came out of Italy, where somebody was prompted to kill themselves based on a, a an, um, an AI chatbot, and was absolutely insane. And <clears throat> so, something like this guardrails would be able to stop it from some, from outputting that. And the the nice thing about what this is doing is it's allowing each of these th- these different players who excel in one specific area to say, okay. You know, whoever created this chatbot in Europe, like clearly you do not have a solid handle on security, but you have a solid handle on, um, how to create, um, naturally natural interactions between chatbots and humans. And so like, let's work together to make sure that no one's killing themselves. And again, this just sort of goes back to this bigger point of, I think that in the next, I mean definitely in the next year, and you know, we'll see what happens and how how long we can continue to see these major um, advancements, but that we will see the are the bigger players instead of saying, Oh, well, I'm gonna create my own chatbot, Google versus Microsoft versus you know, all of the things, and instead saying, Hey, I'm this is a tool that I'm submitting to the general whatever, and this is a tool and this is a tool. And then how can we create, like what comes of all of these different segments coming together to then output, like you say, something that would be really successful in um, in analyzing memos and, and helping project managers. There was, there was an article that, go ahead.
0: So how does this tool work? Do you just pipe the uh, output of the chat GPT into it? And then you you get the output from this guardrails uh, application. So, That's supposed to you? based
1: on based on this article, you incorporate this code into your LLM code.
0: Oh, and so then so it's, it's
1: yeah, it's actually something that gets incorporated into the foundations. So and then you fine tune how you want this filter essentially to work so that the output, <clears throat> so it gives you, it increases your stats in security because, I mean, obviously NVIDIA is going to have years and years and years of experience specifically in security and and, and digging into those um, fine-tuned details. Um, and so that is essentially what they're offering. They're like, hey, we're going to help you people. So because... We have the talent, we have the resources, we have the knowledge, and <clears throat> I mean, it's smart because that just is just another stream of income, and you know, it gives people a, a new way of thinking about how to capitalize on AI, and not necessarily that you have to create an entire program, but you create a small part of the program, and then you know, for for people not as large as Nvidia, we'll just call them, you know. Bob and Jim's AI pop-up shop. Then they would stand to likely have something similar happen that <clears throat> has happened with all of the other technologies, where you make something for a Windows, you make something for an app, you make something for you know VR, whatever the thing is, and then it gets purchased by some bigger company and implemented. And but that's well, how I, I see things growing quickly and, and more safely.
0: I think NVIDIA has a real interest in in doing these types of things because, um, they've got processors, which a lot of this stuff runs on. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it runs on their processors is because, um, you have to tailor these various engines to the processor that you're going to run on and, uh, to the special calls that it has. So basically NVIDIA, you know, produces, uh, graphic processors which have a lot of computing power Mm -hmm. and so this stuff runs on your processors and so you have to tailor the um the software to a particular processor so for example you can if you have one of the uh one of nvidia's uh rtx 4090 processors for example um then you can run a lot of this stuff on that processor on your computer And a lot of the software is already tailored to run on that. Uh, If you want to instead run it on an AMD processor, you have to instead tailor the software to run on that or fine tune the software to run on that processor. If you want to run it instead on Intel's processors, uh, then you have to have something that's fine tuned for that, although everything runs like crap on Intel's processors. so. So it's in uh, NVIDIA's interest to produce things like this to foster running on their processor. And um, so this makes total sense on their part. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think that there's something else here. And and that is um, this in the previous article. And that is there's a perception among analysts. And I see these analysts on TV every day. Uh, The problem that the analysts have is that they don't really understand technology like an engineer would. And for example, Jim Cramer on CNBC is always saying, well, all these engineers are being laid off from Meta and all these other companies. All you have to do is plug them into other companies like Raytheon needs defense uh, engineers for defense. So we just plug these guys right into Raytheon. It doesn't work that way. I've worked in these environments. And if you're an engineer working at Raytheon, what you're doing is totally different from what some engineer was doing at Meta. It's totally different stuff, totally different domain information and so forth. You need expertise in the individual domains in, in, in order to work in those domains. And uh, so one of the things that these analysts think, which is a total fallacy, is that only the big players are gonna be able to make money off of these large language models. It's totally false. And And what their reasoning is, is that only the big players have access to you know trillions and trillions of web pages and can train on those trillions of web pages uh, in order to produce their large language models. Totally false. Yeah. Uh, what's we're going to be? In- what?
1: No, I was just to say just really quickly to that. We're the um, the founder of OpenAI. Even like specifically came out and said the era of large language models that need to be trained on a. Tr- trillion, billion, trillion, billion documents is over. Like they, they, they didn't see, um, going bigger. They didn't see, um, what would that be called? Like the, um, they didn't see gains necessary that you would say, okay, yeah, we now we need to go bigger, bigger, bigger. doesn't really
0: scale that well. Yeah,
1: scaling, that's right. And so the he challenged everybody who's working on the LLMs and, and just AI in general to rethink about what that next step is because the scaling largely is not going to be, um, is not necessary to get to the next step.
0: Plus, we're seeing problems here. The, this is something that is not really appreciated by the analysts either, we are seeing the limitations, the fundamental limitations of these algorithms. And so when you train on the entire internet, you get all this crap, it's garbage in, garbage out. And so you get all these crazy hallucinations from the chatbot, bot. And um, that is a limitation of that method. And um, I think we're gonna see an enormous wave of companies training on curated data Mm -hmm. their own curated data and you don't have to be a huge company to do that you know training on your own data is a piece of cake and so um you know i i don't know exactly what it costs but instead of costing millions and millions of dollars you know you could be talking about maybe five ten thousand bucks something like that so um don't quote me on those numbers those are just an engineer's musings off the top of his head but um i think that's what we're going to see now and it gets rid of a lot of these problems you don't have these problems with the loose nations anymore you don't have these problems with the chatbot telling you to commit suicide and leave your wife and all this crazy stuff uh because you're on curated data now so right. it's well, it's, it's coupled with
1: that. the i imagine that more more and more people will step up with securities because it will trend, because it has to, because so many people are fearful of what's happening right now that there will be more options at different price points. But also to to what you're saying, if you look at um, the diffusion models, like art diffusion models, <clears throat> there's there was one and it drives me crazy. I, I was researching, I found it, I closed the tab. And could never find it again. Like it's one of those just like, why can't I figure out exactly what I Googled it's to the get seed back? To the we don't, seed. don't have the
0: seed. If you look at if you save the image, inside the image is probably the seed number and all of the prompting.
1: Probably yes, that's probably what I needed. To so do, if, but- you,
0: if you look at the <laughs> image in a hex editor, for example, you'll see all that stuff. And then and then you can probably recreate it uh exactly, but um. I think that's you know that's another. I was telling Dom. I don't think you were in at that point. I did a. I, I've been using a lot of generative image stuff lately, and um, I did a generative image thing the other day, and Shutterstock appeared across it, and so you know that image clearly was was scraped from Shutterstock, and so. Um, <clears throat> Adobe and Nvidia here here Nvidia again Adobe and Nvidia you know have worked out an arrangement with um, uh, getting Images to scrape their images and do generative AI on imagery from that uh, and so you know maybe it's not quite as exciting as if they scrape the entire web but now you're getting someone who's being paid when you generate generate an image from those scraped images the people who authored the scraped images are now getting paid which is getty basically getty is getting paid and so we may have a framework over the internet across the internet where if you're an artist uh, you put in some tags that say okay here's my scraping id number Uh, i'll let you scrape this directory of images and if you use them pay me
1: Mm -hmm. you know
0: here's my ID number. So um, I think that's where all this stuff is going to be headed.
1: Well, and it's, it's when you are scraping from a smaller database, like you're saying, it's better curated. So you're, you're not going to have those same issues. And it just, it's more and more and more refined. I saw a girl who made her own art generating, uh, diffusion model based specifically on her work. So she only trained it on her work and she didn't have 10 million pieces of work. She maybe had a hundred or 200. I don't <clears throat> remember how many pieces she trained it on, but she trained it on her work to create new work and her, the work that was output looked like the work that she had trained it on. And so, you know, if you take that and you apply it to all of the other, other industries, then like you're saying, you have a much better um, control mechanism and you're going to have a lot better output than if you're, if you're adding your portfolio of 200 pieces plus like children's Cartoon or children like or children's artwork that is on the internet that people make fun of, you know, like oh, my daughter drew this and it looks like a male reproductive piece, you know, like the 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 cleaner that you can have your data, the the better you're going to be in medicine in and, and yeah. the areas.
0: Well, and I think a lot of people have tremendous databases of imagery. I've taken about three hundred thousand digital shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a National Geographic photographer um who um has about 800,000 shots and so uh a lot of people would like to be able to train on their own imagery and maybe do some special effects on that imagery that otherwise they can't do and and then they own the imagery mm-hmm. and so um they are going to be the owner of the work here here's another interesting thing and and there's going to have to be uh a legal framework for this, um, which means either they're going to do it through case law or Congress is going to have to pass some laws. It's going to be hard to determine. It's going to be hard to say what was generated by the computer and what was generated by you. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go through this right now. For example, um, I've, been, I've been on the board of organizations that, that have image competitions and um one of the things you always run into is should i have a separate category here in this competition for you know stuff that's been modified with with the computer and so forth i think what you end up figuring out in the end is that the any image that you have even if you're shooting on your iphone or whatever It's all been modified by computers. There's no way to get around it. I mean, if you, I've I've talked to people who said, well, I only use images straight from my iPhone. So they're pure images. Well,
1: you may
0: not not realize it, but the (laughs) iPhone is doing one heck of a lot of processing.
1: Absolutely. They change the color. They change the lighting. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people say, well, Ansel Adams, he was very, a very pure photographer. No, I read his book on, on how he processed his images, even though he had to do it in a dark room, he did incredible manipulation of the images. For example, he took an image of some rolling hills and some college students carved the name of their college into the hills. And he, it drove him crazy. And he spent so much time in the dark room getting rid of that. So, you know, me, none of this stuff is pure. And so don't even pretend that it is. So when you're running competitions, you realize you have to allow people to modify things with a computer uh, because there's just no getting around that. And so we're going to have a situation where right now copyright law says that a human had to make this image so If generative AI spits out an image, they're not going to give you a copyright on that right now. But I'm telling you, there's we're going to run into this gray area where it's going to be very difficult to tell what the computer did, what the human did, whether you can get a copyright on it now according to our current laws, or whether you can't. And so um, this is going to have to be addressed, especially if people are taking their own images and training generative AI on them. this is going to become a huge gray area that's going to have to be re-resolved re- legally. So um it's coming folks. Get Thank ready. You uh,
1: everybody because we will have updates as, yeah, as, they, as um, they come out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a whole new legal fe- field, I think, um, but it's coming.
1: That's all that I have. I know we're getting close to time. Dom, you want to take over?
0: Okay, let me start. Yeah, sure.
2: Um, yeah, sure. Um, I have a bunch of here and there, and I really enjoy like today's talk because I think that those AI bots is really interesting. And uh, what I can share is that I <laughs> I mean I'm here and there, so bear up with me. Okay, so if you can see, maybe I can share the sound. Okay, so lots <laughs> of things. Okay, so uh I I I listened to um kind of look up. Uh, um kind of like the, the, the today's news. And then I went to Hugging Chat and trying to see what's the difference between Chat GPT and Hugging Chat. It's just a logo difference. It feels more cute, right? It's a smiling face. And every design is pretty much the same as Chat GPT. So I was wondering, I asked the question to Hugging Chat. What's the difference between ChatGPT and Hugging Chat? Here's the answer. <laughs> it's just so funny. He said, "It, it says that
0: ChatGPT <laughs> is
2: likely better." <laughs> it's very honest, right? <laughs> I mean, there's no kudos to you, Hugging Face. Yeah, hugging yeah, hat. really nice. Yeah, there's no hallucination. You know, all like, oh, I'm the one who knows everything, but it actually tells you the truth. It says that. ChatGPT is likely better because OpenAI has published papers showing how well it performs compared to other chatbot systems. On the other hand, hugging face uh, chatbots was trained on public data without paying anyone or contributing back back themselves. So we don't really know how good it is or whether it will continue working in future vision of edge. F, which means that this is the beta and likely to be cut off if there's something wrong, right? Uh, Also, it only supports English, whereas both GPT-J and GPT-Neo support many languages, even code. Finally, OpenAI provides extensive API documentation and examples, whereas API provides Hugging face aren't as good, okay? <laughs> Therefore, given current
1: knowledge, you should choose open AI, open talking face. Okay, anyway. Kudos again. <laughs> Kudos for really knowing knowing where you stand in the lineup. Unless oh. you
0: need open source. Unless you need open That's source.
1: Funny.
2: Yeah, interesting. Whereas possibly, possible since they have published papers compare with their own models and are more upfront about the, they work some closed uh, source alternatives, which just take away people's time without providing for transparency about how well it works. So, wow, this I is wonder, a very
1: honest. It is. I wonder what I didn't <clears throat> get to see what up to what year this the hugging chat from hugging face was trained on because, I mean, everybody is probably where now. Yeah, I was gonna say because we all know that OpenAI is only through 2021, and that mm. seems very close. But you know, it it doesn't take much for you know yeah. all everything that has come out since then like it's going to be outdated quickly. So yeah. I, I bet that this is trained on more recent more recent uh, work.
0: There's something very important that you had mentioned about the Hugging Chat, and that is uh, that it's training on its user sessions. Um, now, ChatGPT had been originally training on its user sessions. And the problem with that is companies were using ChatGPT uh, and discussing with it their own internal proprietary stuff. And it was that it, proprietary information was ending up outside the company in mm-hmm. other chat sessions from ChatGPT. So, Did
1: you see <clears say throat> that they just changed that? I think well, it would- yeah,
0: OpenAI said we're no longer going to train on our, on our sessions. Mm-hmm. So, this one though is training on the session. So, if you're using it online, then don't type any proprietary information into it yeah. because it's going to end up in, in other chats.
1: Yeah. Wow. Or you, it, for OpenAI, I think it's that you have an opportunity to opt out. So, you can still train it if you want to on whatever it is that you're doing, but you can go through and like a web browser, you can say, no, I don't want you to train on this. No, I don't want you to train on this. No, I don't want you to train on this. So, so it's effectively giving like some privacy options, which is nice because then, you know, if you're doing, if you're asking it a question that is proprietary, then you can, you know, quickly say, please don't, please don't, you know, keep this, the record of this information.
0: But also with chat sheet or with the hugging chat, If you're using it as open source software, if you're bringing it in-house and running it on your own data, and then you presumably, running it on your own server, then presumably you don't have to worry about any of this stuff because it's all internal now.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Nobody from the outside is going to be using it. Yeah. So I
2: also dive in some interesting articles. um, Can I
0: mention one one other thing? Because I noticed your other questions there. You had something about Elon Musk.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I, I just ask questions and I find out it doesn't really tell me anything. For example, can you code? What code do you write? And it just pop up something really generic. I mean, if you ask, ask ChatGPT, it probably will list out everything that you know. So I, I just want to compare, like, because the design is the same, right? And the usage is the same. I just want to see what's the difference and how bad it is or how good it is right
0: i wanted to mention something about the elon musk issue Hmm. um so you know elon musk signed this open letter we want to stop we want you to stop all ai development for six months Hmm. and what do you know Hmm. he started his own own company i think so yeah
2: yeah so that's why i asked like a What's the name of Ilama's AI it's system
0: or thrust GPT?
2: Yeah. That's ask uh Chat GPT call open.
0: But but notice that he's not saying I'm gonna start this company six months from now.
2: Huh.
1: So
0: right. And so he's not waiting so, himself right. for six months.
1: No, I, I wonder I, 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 I feel like that. yeah,
2: yeah. I I every every time when I see like he has a lot of like a a lot of human vision. But uh, in the end, for example, like uh, he was trying to build buy a lot of land and build dormitories for or houses for SpaceX and all those other, you know, people to live there. All the people they can live there and the company or, or get a cheaper rent. But what I think as for a tax return thing, you can definitely file find the land, uh file as a company expense. So which means that you can definitely own that land and all the expenses will be paid by uh, your company. So you don't even, you, you you got access of it. uh, Yeah. And tax you label. got ownership. Tax yeah. yeah. yeah mean, taxing. Tax
1: is the king of nothing else. The king. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I totally agree with James
2: because remember a long time ago, I feel like, hey, you are trying to post six months. I mean, because... I saw another person's article. It says that actually AI is pretty good. It's kind of like um, really save people's time. For example, like before, every time when I write something important, for example, blog or something, I have to hire somebody to rewrite it for me. Uh, And it costs time and money. But all I need to do right now is to post on ChatGPT and it kind of like write pretty nicely. So you see, it saves my time and it it serves as another full-time employee, right? So we kind of, become better and then save time but he is like hey that's pulse post and start another company and trying to be because i think in six months he can create something really amazing because he that's got right. all the resources if
0: everybody else is paused he's got
2: six
1: months to run
2: yeah right yeah. i
1: don't know sometimes but, i feel
2: like that he's
1: like, i wonder i would when, he, when that happened when i saw that he released his own company i'm like well are you doing this because you're angry that everybody just sort of laughed at the idea that you wanted a six month pause and you're like, well, I'll show them and I'll make my own and it's going to be all of the things. Or was it that you wanted everybody to take a pause so you could launch your (laughs) your project without competition? Probably the truth is somewhere in between.
0: Here's (laughs) what gets me. It's called Truth GPT, right? Uh, He says, it's only going to speak the truth. Well, what is, what's the truth? the truth? There is no algorithm that, that tells you what the truth is. <laughs> you can't, can't even can get, get humans that. to agree on what the truth is.
1: That's a very, that's a very, uh, uh, <laughs> uh I, I, hate to, I don't want to bring politics into this because we normally don't bring politics into this, but it's such a, um, it's such a right leaning, way of advertising. You know, I, I don't know how much you guys follow politics, but there's this, there's this, um, mantra almost that I, I see happening where it's like, well, this is the truth and you don't really know the truth, but this is the truth. And I'm, and as many times as I've seen that from companies who lean right, or, you know, they're at they're marketing to the right I'm like how can you say that this is the truth? Like what what on earth? Like who died and gave you the right to say that whatever is coming out of your mouth is the truth? Like that's Jesus that's just, Christ. Like, exactly. <laughs> it's like marketing genius that somebody capitalized on like that you know this soundbite is the thing that people are going to to dig into. Like yeah. I finally know the truth. like, And the truth will set copy. you
2: free. Yes, so, the so.
1: truth will set you free. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for that. Here yeah, we go.
2: I, I, I think the interesting thing is that, I mean, politics, yeah. I can tell you that um, when I, I, I think politics, everyone's politics is tightly related to personal advantages or personal benefit. For example, a long time ago, when I was just, get in America. And then I pretty much was more like a democratic because they helped me. They they are really nice to immigrants. But uh, ever since I got citizenship and I have my own company, I kind of like Republic more. I feel really sad because- (laughs) Tax benefits, it's a real thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's a real thing. That's first. And second, it feels like, you know, I I mean, uh, as for LA, right? It's nice to treat uh, other people really nice, right? You, you you kind of give them extra benefit. But I saw a lot of policies and they spend money without any brand. For example, they like a new Newman wants to create, I, I don't know, a long time ago, I saw some news he wants to create some booth for drug addictor to get in and having drugs and there will be doctors served besides that I, I, I don't know, and it, it, it costs a lot of money and also kind of like a, because of the, the rate, like racial things and I think the government want to give like a lot of money for Black people just because of some, something happened in the past and they want to compensate and it took a few billion dollars budget. And it was like, hey, how about Asian people? I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, there's,
1: it's it's there's, so there's, hard. Yeah.
2: And a long time ago, California was profit. Like we got a lot of budget or something to make our city better. But now you see like San Francisco or LA, downtown looks like a shithole. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, I still like to, you know, help generally um, everybody, but I just feel like they are. They are doing something that not really thinking about the majority of people, but maybe it's because I was my status was from immigrants to citizenship. I don't I know maybe bring this, up. yeah,
0: I have to bring up that you subscribe to The Wall Street Journal. so you're getting very, very conservative news from The Wall Street Journal.
2: Oh yeah, every day I listen to a Wall Street Journal.
0: yeah, very conservative <laughs> viewpoint. <laughs>
2: Yeah, probably more Republican viewpoint. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I, I feel definitely. like I'm more like conservative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that 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 that's probably yeah another point of view. But you see, I I just typed what's truth GPT as far as I'm aware. Wow, there's no such thing as truth GPT. So I mean, yeah, yeah. What's truth? Yeah, and- I
0: haven't that news yet.
2: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Okay, so, and another thing is that today I look up this interesting thing called uh, Balance SIGA, some, something like that, and use AR to raise awareness to generative argue, agriculture. So I was so excited because it seems like, wow, well, there's something to raise awareness about generative agriculture. Agriculture, through- but it
0: says regenerative. So oh, that's regenerative a thing.
2: So is that generative AI or no?
0: I think they're they're trying to make use of the word generative, but I don't know what regenerative means in the context of this article. But it's a different term.
2: I, I was too excited, and when I play it, I disappointed.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, okay, let me share with you, guys- you
2: after I play. <laughs> Go ahead, play it. Can you, can you hear the sound?
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. It's, it used air tool, right? And when I see this, I was so excited. And I tap the floor, see, I tap the floor. However.
0: <laughs> oh. Is that you? Is that oh. supposed to
2: be you? No, yeah, I, I just use my phone and tap and kind of make this person to walk.
1: I don't know. I feel like- surprised that what is, is it? Um, is Balenciaga is that right? Balenciaga. I don't, I don't know how to spell that. Um, so Sounds they, right. What is it? Sounds right. Yeah. Um, they have been blowing up in the news because of the fact that they have been using so they have been using um the extra extended reality in some capacity, but also about two or three weeks ago. I don't know if you remember, I sent this to you and I don't know if it was on the recording, but somebody had done a Balenciaga and, um, I think it was a Harry Potter remix. And then it, it just like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it blew up Balenciaga and every, like it was on everybody's hot list and everybody was looking them up and all of the things. And so I'm not surprised at all that they are capitalizing on this massive rush of publicity that they got by then saying, oh, well, you know, we're also using, this technology and look how hip we are and we're going to continue to ride this train and kind of going <clears throat> going back to what we were initially talking about is I, I i saw something i don't know if it was from adweek i think it was from adweek that they're now posting who is using what xr or ir whatever you want to call it like mixed reality um to create uh, ads. And so there's all sorts of crazy ads that are coming out, all sorts of weird marketing techniques that are, that are coming out using AR and, um, and, um, any variety of, of, uh, technology. Like what, what's the, um, 11 like deep fakes. That's what it is. Like they're using deep fakes and AR to create just crazy commercials. Mm -hmm. I'll have to look one up later and send it to you. There was one about beans. I don't know if you saw that one, like somebody had made an advertisement for beans and it was using deep fakes and voiceovers. And it was so just weird and uncanny and like, but also very interesting. I'm like, all right, here we have it. Like I'm here for the roller coaster of whatever it is that is coming up next with marketing and advertising let me see if i can find it yeah keep, you can keep, keep talking it. and i'll see if i can find it because it's just yeah. weird
2: yeah it's, it's so interesting that i was so excited i look at this i was like wow what's regenerative argue culture it sounds like so hip right and when like, i see this wow is that
0: like putting fake plants in your apartment is that the idea
2: i mean But the problem is that when I tap on the floor, it floated, right? It's like
0: six-week time, (laughs) yeah.
2: Yeah, I I think, you know, sometimes when people are doing demonstration, for example, like a developer, they always know where to tap, right? So they couldn't find a bug. But when the user, first-time user, when I tap it, and that person just like super huge. And yeah, so that's why I feel like, oh, okay. I mean, it's, it's good for marketing, right? But uh, it's not really useful for me. I feel like even though it's on web because it's a QR code. So it's not too bad. I didn't really download an app, but uh, I still feel like, okay, it's fine. It's somebody is trying to do something creative. Uh, Jacqueline, do you want to share anything?
1: No, I'm, I'm still looking for it. You can keep going. Okay. It was on my phone. I can see if I can find the link on my phone. Hmm. Okay. So I think
2: this one oh, is this one. Oh, not this one. I think that one is normal. Uh this one. I think this one is kind of cool. How? Oh, uh, how how to spell that? Uh, Adelaide. Okay.
0: That's Australia, right?
2: Adelaide. Adelaide. A- Adelaide. Adelaide. Oh, how this Adelaide Farm training soldiers with AI. I think it's kind of cool because. Um, Right now, people combine AR, VR, and AI together, which is, um, yeah, right now, Meta is going to do Metaverse and AI together. They are not each Metaverse. I think Mark Zuckerberg is kind of trying to explain that, which I understand that um, right now, everybody is trying to do all the cool things. If you go to this site, it's called AI Tools Club. Uh, I can share in the chat you can get a lot of AI tools pretty nicely labeled and there's always download. And I I think we need those sites, some sites that kind of organize all the AI stuff according to marketing, communication, design. I I, I think those are nicely things. And I think speech AI, gaming, coding, all those are pretty good in music. But I don't really know whether this will against all the all the all the source because I think ChatGPT four well lists out the source. They combine the answer for you for the history as far as I know. Uh, so hopefully uh, we can we can see the source that uh, AI uh, generate. But I think this is kind of cool and legal. I love legal because nobody really know what's legal mean until you got sued, right? So this is a very important thing to to have. Uh, yeah, so this is something I want to bring up and OK, let's go back. Defense. So right now, the interesting thing is that, uh, for example, if we want to train a soldier and create uh, kind of like a, I don't know, like a, some, some some special defense Army or some weapons or some uh, some stuff. It costs a few million dollars.
0: We we lost your screen share in case.
2: Oh, oh okay okay okay. Oh okay here. Yeah. Can you see it? Is
1: is it
0: just the Nvidia article that you're trying to show? No uh, no it's 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 here. Oh uh, let's see if I'm.
1: I'm seeing the financial review. Okay, yeah financial, the financial
2: review. review. Yeah oh, yes, okay yes.
1: Yeah, so
2: um, pretty much it takes a lot of money to build the actual weapons and actual simulations in actual places. Uh, for example, like if you want to get an arm vehicle, uh, it kind of costs between 500K to 2- 2.4 million each. However, if for this uh, for for this illumination, uh, uh, it's AI and AR offers kind of Australian defense force like a training simulation, uh, basic on um, all those like missions they create, uh, and it's powered by AI and also uh, AI powered characters and simulation within uh, virtual settings to fulfill their goal, uh, and you can see the final cost will be. Kind of like a, a little bit cheaper. For example, it's only four hundred k augmented reality headset, which is not too bad, not too bad. Um, so it's pretty much lower the cost of kind
1: of the the simulation. So, um, I That's think is it just it, it the the more accessible you have. Um, this training data that or these training simulations, then the more that you're able to prepare people yeah. in any field. I mean, that accessibility is, is priceless really. Yeah. And
2: also for this types of training, nobody will get physical hurts, right? If you got, if, if you got shoot, you you might die in the game, but you're still alive. But in this types of actual uh, training, if you die, you are falling, Uh, down to the ocean and you actually die and a lot of losses and also for uh, the simulation training it will give you feedback and each time you will see your score right you will see the analytics right so those will really help us to understand what we do good what we do bad versus in the actual environment if your coach is far away from you or some people doesn't notice you and you don't even know whether you do it right or wrong, but you, you do survive. Yeah, so I think all those are really good. And especially with the AI types of simulation, it will really uh, kind of optimize uh, or kind of get the simulation even better. Yeah, so I I'm, think
1: this is great. I'm so interested to see what will happen. We Not enough time has come out and not enough use cases have come out. But um, I, I had brought this up a few weeks ago that, for example, OSU has their own, um, their own training development to be able to help first responders and you're, you're, you feel like you're in those situations. And so then you're able to embody those decisions. It'll be interesting to see, you know, in three, four or five years when more people have experienced these and then come up against those circumstances if that training is effective. And then if, if we are seeing, um, increases in successes in, in managing stressful situations, you know, but we, we just don't have the data to, to see it, like how impactful they are. But I bet that once we start to see how impactful people are and, and how much it's it, like saving lives or, or you know, um, decreasing time spent inside emergency situations, then that will start to become the de facto on how people are trained.
2: Yeah, so so I think everything is pretty good. And we just joke about, you know, Musk Want everyone to pause because he want to start a company and kind of like uh, win the game. So he asks all the winners to stop so he can start running. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking as well. So yeah, so I opened the link.
1: Oh, yeah, this is that these are just some really weird advertisements that have come out. Like, I don't know why Harry Potter is, I mean, I guess it would make sense for people who are super Harry Potter fans. When I came out, they would be of an age that they would be content creators. So I, I guess that would be make sense. Why Harry Potter is like on the rise right now.
2: Yeah, interesting.
1: If you scroll down, you can see that weird beans ad go back to that one? website that you were just on.
2: Oh, I I mean I think I need to subscribe or something.
1: Oh, bummer.
2: Yeah. But oh, can
1: you continue uh, reading?
2: I was trying to see uh, if somebody reveal it.
1: Yeah. Oh. It's just uncanny. It's just that's the only word for it is that
2: yeah it's not mm-hmm. not real was
1: huh? that uncanny valley where it's yeah, just uncanny real uncanny. enough that it's like okay but you know like i mean it's obvious that the, the what the head movements that like now there's like a tell for head movements when some filtered through ai they have this like slight nod up and down or like their head goes like this like it's a gentle bounce
0: hmm. well there's a whole field associated with uh finding deep fakes and for example with video deep fakes uh one of the things that they can do is they can actually determine the heart rate of the person from a real video and their respiratory rate and in deep fakes at least up to this point you don't see that mm-hmm. so so that's one of the mechanisms that they use to determine whether something's a, a deep fake but it's a, you know it's a cat and mouse game countermeasures and counter countermeasures
2: mhm yeah, oh, yeah, I think Buzz Anderson is very famous for its own kind of like a fairy tale types of uh, illustri- illustrated Bobby doll types of shooting skills. And uh, yeah, so somebody kind of using Buzz Anderson's types of style to make what if BuzzFeed Anderson made uh, Harry Potter's theory. So this is probably Generated by uh, AI image. Yeah, I I do think this will look like, yeah, like this. The color mm-hmm. is very like Europe types of like a fairy tale ish, but very in a very weird innovative way that nobody knows what's going on. It's always like very innovative. Yeah, the color is very bold. <laughs> That's very cute. I like the color. Yeah, the yeah. color is very beautiful.
1: Maybe, I, maybe next week if I can get my, I'll, I will have my computer up and running next week. All of my technical issues will be solved. So this I'll month? try to, I'll try to share that weird bean video for you since I'm, I didn't realize I was subscribed to it, but it's totally weird and totally worth watching.
2: <laughs> yeah, very interesting. Um, yeah, like images and uh, also, um maybe I can I think a lot of people share right? So should be hey, why? oh yeah, here, here, here. is this one? Is this ads or Oh, probably ads. yeah, but uh yeah, interesting. Cool, cool. yeah, I, I think this is about what I'm sharing because I mean yeah so so some interesting stuff also I also take a look of some AR glasses and pretty much everybody is kind of waiting for Apple's announcement which is around June right they will announce the new AR uh, glass it's like $3,000 for developer to use uh, yeah I mean we will see if if that is the case, if Apple and it seems like they will have at least hundreds of apps already have in there. Which is where
1: that's one of the biggest reasons why a lot of things have been failing is there's no there's no application for the yeah, right the headset. So yeah. So I,
2: I think it's great that um we are still at the front of the, you know, all the all the Technology and we will create some cool stuff and install there and help people to achieve some some stuff. So yeah, just look at all those interesting things flourish, right?
1: Before we 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 if only
0: if only we could all afford a three thousand dollars. I was
1: just thinking that exact thing. Like if only I had three thousand dollars lying around to be able to <laughs> to uh, you know have that. But I guess it's their own way. I, hi uh, um runway Excel and Nvidia yeah. all of those just, big places they have the 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 first release group you know like they it's invite yeah. only and you 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 have to be a particular level of whatever to be able to access some of whatever the this new technology is and so that's Apple's version of only the elite circle gets the first run at things
2: oh ah, yeah
1: be able to help to propel it forward would be, you know.
0: Dominique and I were talking last week, maybe Apple is late to the party and maybe the party is over.
1: Oh my (laughs) gosh. I mean, that's, yeah, that, oh, that has been so my sad. thing for a really long time is that they they just really misjudged the market and they've been hyping and hyping and hyping and hyping and hyping this thing for months now. And there's a huge group of people who's like, is this really gonna be worth the hype? Because for years. Right. For years. Yeah. Right. No, because since last we, year,
2: right. Every time yeah. they postpone, but I understand because extraordinary Academy, I keep saying it, it, it's going to launch next month, but mm-hmm. you know, how, yeah. how, how long?
1: And I, you know, I, I hope that they are postponing it because if there's something worth postponing, but I don't know if they would have the, the goal to say, you know, we're actually just not going to do this. Like if it, if it's, if it's not great, like huh. the PlayStation and the, you know, when they released it, I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't like, it was a mm. flop, you know, it didn't help the industry. It was just expensive, expensive, expensive. And it wasn't game changing enough to really ignite the the industry, which is kind of like at a, a standstill right now as AI has just taken off and it you know is like full steam ahead. Hmm. So we will see what happens if they if they have it within them to ignite the industry or if it's just going to be a flop and then you know they'll continue to work on it and you know fast forward four, five, six years, they'll release another version and it'll, you know, be more perfected or you know better, better better designed and timed better in the market.
0: They they keep saying it's for development. Maybe it's it seems like the augmented reality glasses are accelerating in their development. And so maybe this headset could be thought of as a development environment for their augmented reality glasses and maybe those will be coming out sooner. That's the only sort of justification that I can think of. But given all the resources they put into the development of this headset, I would think that it would be impossible not to release. Um, right.
1: They yeah. have to. Yeah, have they
2: to. have to do it. And I think professionists and imposter syndrome will make Apple go no, uh, nowhere, right? Because I feel like Apple becomes the the, the the stuff that is so waiting for the market to be mature. And it becomes the most innovative company, becomes the, yeah, the kind of least the one.
0: Well, and here's another, here's another thing. Um, In the first quarter, Hmm. their sales of computers were down 40% year over. year. And so
2: a lot of people were
0: just, for Apple, yeah. Uh, And and a lot of people were disappointed because they thought that they were going to jump to the Uh, new three nanometer technology, which is available, but they Mm. decided not to do it. And so uh, they're not, they're going to wait a year till Uh, next
1: March
0: to jump. Because
2: because they they have the pressure that every year they need to be innovative, but if they don't have anything storage to be innovative, they kind of want to preserve this one for the future.
0: Yeah, well, (laughs) typically what companies do between these major leaps in in uh, computational power, is they'll take the old technology and they'll run it faster and hotter. And I, they did add some cores uh, to their processors, but they, I did read in one of the reviews for at least the 14-inch M2 MacBook Pro hmm. that it the processor was throttling, meaning it was running too hot, wow. and so they had to throttle back the speed uh, wow. in order for it not to get too hot so i think that's the approach that they took they had they added a small number of cords they they decided to run it hotter and faster Mm -hmm. and um unfortunately unfortunately unfortunately, if they had jumped to three nanometers i'd have one of those laptops right now now they're asking me to wait till next march and there's a lot of tempting stuff coming up in between between now and then i don't know if i can wait that long yeah
2: yeah i i i think it's, it's Apple's way of postponing things. And then yeah. when Apple is not really innovating anything, I feel like you see like metaverse or those, That I think the reason why we couldn't really have a, a big flourish time for XR is because there's no good headset that for people to stay in that, um, you know, simulation for a long time, usually like 40 minutes. I usually wear like forty minutes and I feel my head headache and I can, you know, sleep really well because my brain is, you know, very exhausted. There's so- I,
0: I think the technology just was not quite up to snuff
2: or or a human's body is not up to date to to merge with
1: the machine (laughs) (laughs) the people people who have the buying power you know somebody who is a excessively successful late 20 something up through you know like 50 60 70 75 you know 80 people with money people that have the resources to, to spend they are not, they did not grow up and don't have the mindset to be in technology like that. They, they just don't. And so it's going to take both better equipment, better uses for the, whatever the, the XR is coupled with a, a willing participant. I mean, <clears throat> I'm 36, I think time is, you know, whatever I'm 36. I think it would be 37. And, you know, I am, you know, my generation, we are pro technology, but I don't think that, you know, I speak for myself and a lot of people, I know I don't want to be in technology all the time. You know, I like the world and kids who are five, six, seven, eight, who are, you know, inundated with technology, who will have all of these different educational resources available to them as, um VR and AR and stuff goes through into the school system they will that will be more normalized for them so then you know when they have the buying power then they you, that's probably when you will see huge surges of the equipment but unless you have people who really want to buy the thing who really want to spend $3000 on something that takes them into a different world you're you're just not going to have enough adoption that then Um, video game companies make content for it, that third party developers make content for it. Like there has to be money thrown into the situation to have everybody else like fan the flames of that economy.
0: I, I have a theory that may explain a lot of what we're seeing. And that is no consumer device will be successful if you can't sit on the couch and use it while you're watching TV. And certainly, if you put a headset on, you can't watch TV while that's going on. Not only that, not only do you have to be able to watch TV, but you have to be able to scan through your social media. Because people are spending so much time scanning through social media that if they can't do that with this headset on, then they're just going to say, take the damn headset off. I don't want it." Yeah,
1: what am I missing? And I think that... I at the tail end of the VR hotness there were tons of places tons of companies that were developing these open community spaces like let's watch TV together let's watch a movie together you know all of these things you can scan they had some amount of social um, social interactivity where you could post whatever it was that you were seeing on your social platform but you know like you're saying it wasn't it wasn't fully developed. So no, you're you're uh, not going to have people doing that yet.
0: However, there is another technology that does meet this criteria, and that is the lightweight augmented reality glasses. You can do all that stuff. You can go through your social media. You can watch TV if you're wearing just augmented reality glasses. So, you can
2: so do it I, and- yeah, and the glass uh, maybe is something like what we are wearing yes, at yes. night and. Uh, uh, have everything there um, yeah I, I think that's that's possible that's possible because I mean Ray-Ban which was partner with uh, Meta they have something very similar but much heavy, heavier and I wouldn't really wear that because it's a sunglass I mean it has a transparent one but uh, I feel like at first it's not designed for Asian people because oh yeah I
1: remember you were saying that yeah like, the nose no thing no is just keep
2: falling down so I mean I won't wear that because it's not designed for me just like and, pushing yeah, I, yeah uh, and and and, and, and <laughs> in between it's hollow right it's just like what's going on and then but I I do kind of shoot some stories and sink into Facebook story uh, I test it out and it worked the thing about it is that I wear to have it the hamburger, the hamburger shop. I wear that, and I did the recording. Nobody noticed that I'm recording them.
0: Oh, who's so, gonna notice? Who's gonna? Yeah, notice? it's
2: like a normal sunglass, but with like a radar, like a, here, and there's no sound. So I was able to record when I was in hamburger shop, order something, and pour my drink, and sneaky spying everybody, and nobody oh, noticed. Weird. And I cr- create a kind of story feed and post on my uh, Facebook. Yeah, I think those probably will be the,
1: the first models for spy or... <laughs> yeah, was just like the the people who need that are... That's a very niche market of people who need to like subtly record, you know, what's happening without anybody else knowing. <laughs> <notice laughs> <it. laughs> By like eating hamburger,
2: yeah. With with
0: the AR glasses, you're gonna to have to have a camera so that you can um sync up with the real world, sync the yeah. display with the real world.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: um and, and that'll be an interesting thing because you're gonna to have to make sure that stuff is disabled. What if someone goes to the gym and goes in the locker room? I mean,
1: oh get, yeah, wow. Go to the restroom and you're you're your yeah. streaming.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can't have that going on. So um, so anyways. But, but that has a possibility to succeed where the headsets may not because yeah. of the right theory. Yeah.
2: That's true. Yeah, cool. Thank you so much, everybody. And uh, hopefully I will see you all next Saturday. Yeah. Dom, okay. I'm, I'm
0: going to have to do that other stuff this afternoon because we oh, don't okay. have to-